0: Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I want to take things in a little bit different direction today. Today, I have with me Ellen Hunt. Ellen is the Chief Audit Executive and Ethics and Compliance Officer at AARP. She is a lawyer and ethics and compliance professional with extensive management experience in designing, implementing, and operating ethics and compliance programs, including board governance reporting, designing ethics education, management, enterprise risk processes, as well as handling investigations and regulatory agency inquiries. She was (coughs) recently featured as a top mind by Compliance Week. She's a contributor to Trust, Inc., a guide for boards and C-suites, and was named as one of the top 100 thought leaders for trustworthy business in 2018 and for the last three years by Trust Across America. This podcast is a preview of a session Ellen will lead at Converge 2018, the conversant event, which will be held in Denver, Colorado on October 9th and 10th of this year. She is going to talk about the innovation in board oversight of compliance and the role of the chief compliance officer in helping the board to understand. Also, Please stay tuned at the end for a very exciting offer that I have for you. This is Tom Fox. Innovation and Compliance is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist, and I'm here with Ellen Hunt. Ellen is the Senior Vice President, Audit and Ethics and Compliance Officer at the AARP. If you are eligible for the AARP, I would certainly hope you would join. It's important that all of us, uh that I'm certainly a part of the group I'm a part of uh, have an organization that represents our interest. so that's the end of the infomercial on AARP. Ellen, welcome. well, welcome, I'm glad to be here, Tom. Ellen, one of the things you and I have visited on over the years is getting more boards of directors to bring on compliance chief compliance officers, uh, chief ethics and compliance officers, and true compliance professionals onto the board. Uh, One of the things that uh, we both think is important is to have a compliance perspective on the board of directors, but that requires the chief compliance officer, the chief ethics and compliance officer, or even the compliance practitioner really to help educate Uh, the board. So with uh, all of the recent scandals, uh, this topic is certainly getting more information. The Department of Justice has said the board needs to have compliance expertise on the board. And I wanted to visit with you today about some of your thoughts on the role of the board and the C-suite and why they're important to effective ethics and compliance officers, but also what's the role of the CCO? What's the role of the CECO? And and how does that person then educate the board on the board's role. So with that somewhat long-winded introduction, I was wondering um, have you, I know you've thought about this and you've sort of broken it down into three areas building trust, communication, communication, and communication at the top, of the top. and I was wondering if you might be able to explain some of these to us.
0: Yeah, so it's just, it's just an interesting observation but I, I kind of see the chief ethics and compliance officer as the ethics champion or the liaison between all of these different parties with the the goal in mind of making the compliance program as effective as possible. And when you have all of these different elements running together, all the spokes in the wheel uh, turning properly, you really have what you need to make make the program effective. So uh, I think the very first Step that the chief ethics and compliance officer has to take is building that relationship and building trust. The C-suite and the board have to know that you are a uh, ultimate professional, that you are someone that they can come and talk to as a resource to resolve their problems. And that when you have to come to talk to them, um, with about problems, you're coming with solutions and practical ways for the business to move forward, because at the end of the day, it's all about the business being successful. Uh, and I, I think when you approach ethics and compliance as a uh, enhancement and an element to make the, the business more profitable and successful, uh, it really it changes. It changes the dynamics. So um, I think it's, it's just it's absolutely building that trust. And um, when you do that, though, the, the other thing that you have to do with really a certain amount of uh, gravitas and um, uh, uh, your personality is, um, and, and Thomas Jefferson said it this way, in the matters of style, uh, swim with the current, but in man- matters of principles, you're going to have to stand like a rock. Um, so people have to know that, you know, when you come and talk to them, you've got an issue and it has to be resolved, but you can, you can be flexible. Uh, the other piece I just think is communication, communication, communication. Um, you know, the folks that are on your board and on your C suite, they got there for a reason. They're smart. Uh, and often they have great intellectual curiosity. They constantly want to be learning and, you know, they want to succeed. Um, they haven't gotten to that level of professional success without that. And so, Uh, take advantage of that. Um, Find good articles, whether it's from the NACB or uh, other places that talk about their role and how they can be effective. And uh, that can go really a very long way in in helping you educate them in a way that doesn't seem um, as if you're there uh, preaching your own cause, uh, so to speak. And then I just want to talk a little bit about tone at the top? Um, Because I think we need a little bit of a reset on this. Yeah, it it is absolutely important how your board and your C-suite acts, Um, but it isn't just this one speech or adding language at town halls or other things like that. It really is how your board and your C-suite interact every single day. And we just have to remember that particularly in large global companies, some of your employees may not even know who's on your board or who's on the C-suite, and they're never going to meet these folks. Um, so this tr- kind of trickle-down uh, theory of, gee, if we just have tone on the top, everything's great. Yeah, it's very important, but it, it, it's, it, it's more than that. It's really you want the board and the C-suite to be asking all the time in their interactions. Does this follow the code? Are we following our policies? What could be the ethical implications? And when they have those interactions with the people that they work with, that's going to go go a really long way.
1: So uh, let me go back to your first point on the building trust. Uh, you mentioned Obviously, that uh, businesses exist to do business, and that it's important that is part of your building trust that you uh, work uh, or at least communicate your desire to make the business run more efficiently and hopefully at the end of the day more profitably. Is that something that uh, that a board would look to you for as a chief compliance officer? Would they actually look to to not you but your position to to help them? Make the company more business efficient.
0: Absolutely, and and the thing is, I think that when you've got you've built that trust, and your board and your C suite are thinking of you as a resource, what they want is to make sure that they're doing business the right way in a way that's efficient. And those two things are not just opposed from one another; they're not oxymorons. Uh, and this kind of gets back to the point of, you know, in things of style, you know, swim with the stream. Uh, there could be lots of different ways that the business could operate and still be compliant. Uh, and, and it goes a long way when you can be part of a project or if there's, um, important initiatives, if you're, you've got a member, a seat at the table, uh, to just talk about how they're going to implement what their systems are going to be, how the process is going to work, how they're going to set, set up policies. Because nobody, nobody likes to have been doing something for a couple of years only to find out that if they had set it up a little differently, had some additional internal controls, maybe had some increased transparency, problems might not have never ar- ar- arisen. And so um, you've got to really think about it um, in the proactive way of, you know, build it right the first time. So you don't have to rebuild it the second. Um, and I think once you establish that that trust and people see you as a resource rather than just the place that, you know, you're you, gets you in trouble, that makes a big that makes a big difference.
1: And similarly, Ellen, with your thoughts on communication, 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 is that almost or could, could we expand that to building a relationship uh, as you have built trust? that uh, whether that relationship be through having a cup of coffee with your board members, giving them routine uh, reports or some way that, that, that they know and they, they trust you, but also the trust runs both ways from the CCO or CECO chair up to the board as well.
0: Absolutely. 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 And I think that, you know, um, what you want to have is an, an open channel so that If you ever have to be in the position that you are talking about a board member who has, has maybe, uh, engaged in misconduct or you're talking about, uh, a large regulatory problem, um, you want to be able to have your board member, whether it's your audit chair or or however you're organized, you want, you want their phone number. Um, I make an effort to reach out to my audit chair every month. Sometimes we talk for only 10 or 15 minutes, but I share the kinds of um, evolving issues that I see. I share um, uh, items in the news. I talk about um, items that I think will be important to her, um, about what other boards might be doing. Um, And nobody on a board and nobody in a C-suite or maybe nobody at all likes to be surprised. So I also spend that time talking about the agenda and um, what, um, you know, I think might be of interest to report to the committee. And um, I find it invaluable to just have that touch base. And but it it gives me also is, well, what is she thinking and what's on her mind? And uh, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, nobody, everybody wants to mitigate risk. So that the business can, can, can succeed.
1: And Ellen, your thoughts on tone at the top. uh, Those mirror what the Department of Justice has told us in the form of the document, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs, where it really is more than tone. It's conduct at the top. And I guess I wanted to ask, you've mentioned several times not only the intelligence and business acumen of of leaders, of senior executives and board members, but also their professionalism. Do they respond? uh, Do they understand that it's really their conduct? Uh, that in many ways, even if it's a nonverbal conduct, drives the culture at a company?
0: I think absolutely. And I think, you know, all of us want to be successful and uh, succeed in, in our professional careers, and, and so does the C-suite. Uh, and I think that, you know, when you appeal to them as individuals who could, you know, maybe, um, improve their performance in some ways or strengthen their team, be more effective, avoid possible issues, um, be seen as leaders, ethical leaders in the organization. That becomes a very, a very powerful conversation rather, rather than the conversation of here's all the things that you've done wrong that you need, you need to fix again, back to the, the proactive, um, piece, but, uh, I, I think just as you have to build a relationship with your board members, you have to build that relationship with the C-suite. Uh, and I spend time um, with the um, executives and um, attend the audit committee meeting doing the same thing that I do with my audit chair. I, and again, it can only be sometimes a five, ten minute phone call, but here's what I'm thinking is on the agenda. Here's an article that I think that people would like to read and why. Here are some of the trends that I'm seeing uh, in the industry. Here's, here's something I like to suggest as an improvement to the program. And I get their feedback. Um, and and um, that information flow is very
1: important. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. As I indicated to you in the opening, I have a special offer on attendance at Converge 18. First, a word about Converge 18. Converge 18 will be held in Denver, Colorado on the 8th and 9th of October. It is designed to help organizations address address ethical transformations head-on with a network of 300 of your peers, including C-suite executives, legal professionals, HR, and ethics and compliance visionaries. We will have 35 speakers, including ethics and compliance advocate Wei Chin, ECI's Pat Harned, NBA's Deputy Commissioner of Compliance, Steph Vogel, and the President of OSEG, Carol Switzer. You will bring back five actionable takeaways for your program from various sessions, including two keynotes, five general sessions, and 12 discussion-based roundtables. There will be 18 interactive breakouts. The goal of Converge 18 is to arm you with information, strategy, and tactics to transform your organization and your career by connecting ethics to business performance through process, augmentation, and data visualization. The exciting offer I have for you is that I am uh, offering a 50% discount code for all listeners to this podcast. The discount code is TOMFOXVIP, that's T-O-M-F-O-X-V-I-P, all uppercase. If you'll just plug that in, that will give you a 50% off off the registration fee. I hope you'll join myself, Helen Hunt, and a plethora of compliance and ethics and other professionals at Converge18.
0: If you want to stay up to date on the latest innovations in compliance and help your business run more efficiently, subscribe to this podcast and help spread the word by leaving a review.